Thank you for checking out the Christian Faith Center podcast. If this is your first time, we want you to know that you will not be met with shame, guilt, or condemnation. No matter what you've been through or what questions you might have, Christian Faith Center is a church where you will find the grace, mercy, and forgiveness Jesus gives to everyone. Our goal is to love people to life. Good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? All right. Hey, before we even begin service this morning, I think it'd be appropriate if each and every one of us just observed a moment of silence for every single man and woman that served this country and died in war for each and every one of us. Can we do that this morning? Let's just bow our heads for a moment, please. Thank you. Thank you. So before we begin, I have these, these boots up here, and I have these. These are, these are mine. There's not anybody else's. I don't mean to be all morbid this morning, but the reason I have them zip tied and the reason I've memorialized them, if you will, is it reminds me every single day of the freedoms that I cherish every single day in this country, the freedom of speech, the freedom to vote. Every freedom that I had today are because of the men and women that wore boots like this and sacrificed and laid everything that they had down. I don't know about you, but I, I know 17 individuals personally that gave their lives, some that I served with and some that I didn't, that gave their lives for each and every one, one of us for generations to come. But see, it would all be in vain if they were just boots on a platform and just for us to remember. But we have to put our own boots on and we have to move forward. We have to share it with generations and generations to come to remind them so that they remember the sacrifices for each and every one of them. They sacrifice their today so that you and I can stand here and sit here this morning and have our tomorrow. But I don't ever want us to forget. And for me, it's just a reminder where I came from, the loss, but so much potential in each and every one of us. Not just me, but each and every one of us this morning. And, and as I look at the cross, I, I get the same feeling, but on a bigger scale. I look at someone like Jesus who sacrificed everything, the spotless, sinless Lamb of God, gave everything for you and I this morning to have a relationship with our Father in heaven, to be entered into heaven through Jesus Christ, who is the only way, the life, the truth, and the way. Again, something else that we need to remember and pass on from generations to generations to generations to come. Now, this is going to be a, a really challenging message, like I said earlier this morning, for you and me. Bear with me. I'm going to be a little raw and vulnerable. This time of the year is always a little rough on me. But if you can, if you can bear with me this morning, I, I just want to pour my heart and what God had clearly spoken to me to share with all of us to really to get our own bootstraps on and to move forward in advance where God wants us to move. Are you okay with that this morning, church? So, you know, I don't tell jokes, but i got to share this story. Many of you guys have probably been here. Your wife gives you one thing to go to the grocery store with, right? One thing. I just want you to get some milk, Eric. Ah, yeah, okay. Do you need to write that down? Do you need to text it? No, 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 no. I got that thing in the ticker. I'm good. I'm good. 
You get in there, you're driving, you're feeling really good about yourself. You're distracted with the person that's driving the Jeep, and, and you're distracted over here, but you're like, no, 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 milk, 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 milk. You keep repeating it over and over again until you get there. The doors open. You walk in, and then you see cookies, and then poof, every memory of milk has suddenly lost your mind. You have absolutely no idea why you even went to the grocery store. So you're trying, and you're going down every, up and down every single aisle saying, I have got to come back with something, and it better be what my wife sent me with. One thing, milk. I got Coke. I got cookies. I got noodles. I got everything in the grocery store except the milk. And then, you know, you're coming home, you're thinking, man, I, one of these items has got to be it. I know she told me one of these items. One of them has got to be it. You get in there, driving the car, boop, get in there, you walk in the house. And then you could tell, you, you know that look, guys. She's looking at the grocery bag like, man, I don't see no milk in there. She's trying, she's trying to peer through the plastic, and I don't see milk. She doesn't say nothing, though, because she, she wants you to say something. <laughs> she's like, hey, I'm here. She's like, yeah, where's the milk? Oh, I forgot the milk. It's the one thing. Or maybe you've had an experience like this. They keep saying this is when, as you get older, but I had this many years ago. You walk into a room. You say, you know in your mind why you're going into that room. That you're on a mission. I'm getting this. You walk in, man, you're in charge. You're coming into the room, poof, it's gone again. You stare at a blank wall and you're looking around and you know everybody's laughing at you because they know why you went in that room, but you forgot. You forgot why you even went in that room and you're looking around and you're trying to backtrack. Man, I didn't need to be in here anyway. And you're, trying to, and you're going over your mind over and over again. What did I come in here for? And then your wife, who has an amazing memory, says, you just went in there for nail clippers. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. See, and I, and I share all of that. It's because here in America, here in society, here in the world, we have a memory problem. We forget things. I have electronics. I have a watch that tells me that to, to start moving because I'm not moving enough. I have, I have electronic devices because I can't remember anything. I take notes. If you ever see me take notes... And this is just maybe for somebody out there. But if I'm taking notes on what you're saying, and it's on a post-it note, it's gone. So I'm trying to work on, you know, taking notes to a place, a big piece of paper, and slide it in my Bible so I know that I'm going to see it. But see, we have a memory problem. But maybe it's good that I remember that I have my own memory problem. But if, if I can entitle this, this sermon or this message, this, this word of God to you this morning, it would be simply this. We must never forget. We must never forget. But we're all forgetful at times in our life. Come on, we can be honest. We came to church and we forgot something. We came to, we went to the grocery store, you, you know, you, you forgot something. You, you, you can't find out where your car is. Come on. You go into the mall and you're like, what color is your car? White. Yeah, you and like, you know, 50,000 other people. But we have a, we have a forgetful problem. We, we, we forget things often. But can I be honest with you this morning? It's not just the little things. And, and I'm not talking about, like, your wedding anniversary. Dudes, you, got, you guys better remember the wedding anniversary. I'm just saying. But I'm talking about the big things in life. I'm talking about the big, big, huge things that are impactful and pivotal moments in your life that you need to remember. I'm talking about that time that God showed up in your life. And without question, without uh, any doubt whatsoever, you knew that God showed up in that instance, in that circumstance, and he showed up for you. He showed up for you. But it's, it's those times that we, we, we need to remember the significant things. What did God speak to you last week, this morning? Did you forget it already? 
Are you so like, oh, I got to have my latte. I got I, I to gotta get to the next thing. I got to get to my electronics. I got to go to work. I got to get my kids ready. Guys, life is busy, but we must never, ever, ever forget what God speaks to us. And if you're a forgetful person like me, write that down. Journalize it. Say, I have no idea what this means, but I keep hearing this word over and over and over again. For me, it was remember. So I just wrote the word remember, and I forgot to, forgot to put it down, and then I finally wrote it, and I finally got the point. But journalize it so that way you can share it with generations to come. But I'm talking about the significant things in your life, especially the word of God and, and what it's spoken over you, uh, whether it's years ago. I just want to, to kind of get the wheels and the gerbils and the head moving this morning. As I'm speaking this morning, I want you to think about those things in your life that God had spoken to you, maybe at some point. And maybe you backed away because it's like, oh, you got hurt from the church. You got hurt from people. You, you, you were betrayed. You were beaten. You were slandered. Guess what? So was Jesus. So why do we think that we're excluded from that? If it's fear, if it's pain, if it's hurt, if it's something that's preventing you into walking into the will of God... Jesus can relate. It's getting awfully quiet in here. He's relational. He understands, but he's still telling you, you've got to move forward. You've got to advance. He's not saying that you've got to take every single step and you've got to know the whole way. He just wants you to move once. So, God, I don't understand. I don't see how I'm going to get provided, but I'm going to take a step and move. We've got to move forward this morning. Are you with me this morning, church? See, we even set out things like Memorial Day, a day that we honor those who sacrificed everything so that we could have our tomorrow. Americans that died serving this country. But truly, this day reminds us to remember, to remember the fallen. The cross is a reminder to each and every one of us that he loved you that much that he bore everything on the cross, not just for your sins, but for you personally this morning, and for those who are not with us this morning, those who are maybe struggling, those who slept in, whatever the case is, but we're forgetful people. We've got mom's day, dad's day, grandpa's day, president's day. we got a day for everything because we can't remember a thing. Man, I have times that I forget what day of the week it is. Like, babe, it's, it's Tuesday. What are we doing? Tuesday, it's Friday. You better get going. We've got to get going on this. But we have a forgetful problem. But I, I really what I want to get into this morning, I really want to talk to each and every one of us. This is going to be one of the more challenging, and I'm going to be stepping on some toes. So it came from him, not me. So I'm just forewarning you this morning. But it's a challenge to me as, me as well. And it's to really reflect, where am I at? Am I just remembering for the sake of remembering in my life? Am I just looking at those boots and remembering the good days, remembering what was spoken, remembering whatever happened? Or am I moving and taking the steps in my own life to walk it out in Jesus' name? That's what I'm going to challenge you with this morning. And where I'm going to be landing in the scripture, my main scripture this morning is found in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1 through 20, New Living Translation. Give me a yeah, yeah, or something that you, you're in there, you got it. This is a great time to download, your, download our Christian Faith Center app. You just turn off Facebook and go to the app store. Nah, I'm just joking, guys. But it really is. It's a great opportunity. All right, here we go. Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on the oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord, here it is again. I want you to highlight that. Remember 
how the Lord your God led you all the way into the wilderness. These 40 years. Yeah, what I love about Deuteronomy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off script here. What I, what I love about Deuteronomy, as I'm reading through it this year, is it's full of reminders. It's loaded, the, the one word that keeps jumping out, remember me, remember this, remember when I spoke to you, remember when you were in the wilderness, remember what I'm doing in your life, remember what I'm going to do in your life, in Jesus' name. So if you want to be encouraged and you want to be reminded of things, plant yourself in Deuteronomy. Continuing on, to humble and to test in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you. And I want you, to, I want you to keep that for just for a minute. Put that in the back of the head. And feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had ever known. To teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on the very word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. I'm going to fly down a little bit. I'm going to go to verse 7. It says, For the Lord your God is bringing you into good land, a land with brooks, streams, and Deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills with a land, a land with wheat, barley, vines, and fig trees, pomegranates, mm, olive oil, and honey. A land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. Doesn't that sound like a good place? Don't you want to have a season of life where you just lack nothing? That all the needs that are provided for in your life, it's available for you this morning. And it continues on. In a land where bread will not be scarce, but you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks and iron, and you can dig copper out of the hills. And I want to fast forward all the way down to verse 19. And it says this. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. Ouch. Like the nations the Lord destroyed before you, so you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I ask that I would just be able to step out of your way. God, would you prepare our hearts, minds, and souls this morning to receive your word? Challenge us. God, move us forward. Let us advance the kingdom moving forward. But speak to each and every one of us. Remind us of those things that maybe that you've spoken over our life that we've turned from, or maybe we're not listening. God, we, you, you have our attention. Would you speak to us now in Jesus' mighty name? Amen. Amen. Now, I don't have any formal points this morning, so I'm going to fly through what, what it is that I'm going to be speaking and preaching on this morning, but we will have a couple things on the, on the screen for you kind of to take notes if you wish to do so. We can't forget what God has done in our past. We can't forget what God has done in our past. In the same way, we remember the pivotal moments in our American history that we need to pass on to generations, to generations, to generations. The same thing with Jesus Christ that we need to pass on to generations, to generations. I want to talk to you very briefly, very briefly about a couple of memorials. Sorry, a little tongue-tied this morning. But I want us to remember and understand that the freedoms that we enjoy eternally and here on earth are never and will never be free. They will always require a sacrifice. They will always require a sacrifice. The freedoms that we enjoy require a sacrifice from a man or a woman. The freedoms that we enjoy, the freedom of, uh, from, from death, hell, and the grave... And to live with our Father eternally came a sacrifice from Jesus Christ. A sacrifice is always, always going to be tied to freedom. That's just how it is. But see, some of the memorials I want to talk to you about is the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in Arlington Cemetery. If you've never been there, I would encourage you to do so. It's an absolutely 
beautiful site. I know a few of my friends that are buried there, but there's one specific tomb of the unknown soldier, this big slab, this big tomb, and I want you to hear what it says. This is so profound. Engraved in the tomb writes this, here rest in honored glory an American soldier known, here it is, but to God. So maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, who notices me? I'm serving, I'm doing, but nobody notices me. Pastor, you don't notice me. My friends don't notice me. I'm just walking around unnoticed, but I want to remind you this morning that you are noticed by Almighty God, no matter if you are unknown. He knows you. He knows you by name. He knows your heart. Scripture even tells us your tears are kept in a bottle. He loves you that much, but be reminded, he knows you. You might be in a big crowd, you might be in a small crowd and feel alone, but he will always, always know you. The National World War II Memorial has 16 members who served and 400,000 that gave their lives. We should never forget that. Korean War Veterans Memorial, 5.8 million members who served, 54,000 gave their lives. Veteran The Vietnam Veterans Memorial, 58,000 casualties. The Marine Corps Memorial, also known as the Iwo Jima Memorial. One of the most famous memorials in the military. Six soldiers who raised the flag on the Battle of Iwo Jima in 1945, signifying the end of World War II. Remembering the hardship, remembering the pain, remembering the sacrifice, so that we do not have to repeat it again. But we have also got to remember that Jesus has done in our lives. The cross reminds us of him, reminds us of our eternity, what was done on Calvary. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. Come on, I want to say that again. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. Death no longer has its sting. The grave can't hold us down. Jesus Christ, he is the only one that has the keys. I look in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, and it says, I am the living one. Did you hear that? I am the living one. I died, but look, look, I'm alive forever and ever, and here it is. And I hold the keys to death and the grave. Can I get an amen? So no matter what you're going with, no matter how far you're beaten down or wherever you're at, he's shaking the keys and saying, I have the victory in your life. I hold the keys to your destiny and your future in Jesus' name. Not Satan, not nobody else, not your friend that doubts you, not your family member that doubts you. Only Jesus Christ has a say in that. Can I get an amen? But remembering is valuable and it's powerful. There's power and value in remembering things. Remembering promises, you're only going to remember the promises as if you read the Word of God. Just going to throw that out there. It's getting real quiet. I'm just going to drop that there. The people who struggled. See, I love the Bible because it's filled with real people who struggled in real ways like we do today. And we can go back and look and say, look what God did in their lives. If they were just obedient and they just moved, look at the change in their lives. But remembering, remembering what God did in our lives See, God created this country. I want to make that very clear. This country was founded on Almighty God, and the world is trying to change that. They're trying to take God out of everything. They're also trying to take God out of church. I don't know how you do that, but somebody's trying. But we have to protect that, and we have to remember what it is that was written and what people hundreds of years ago sacrificed for, founded on God. See, I love what it says in Psalm 145, 
Verse 4, and it says this, Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts and let them proclaim your power. It's vital that we remember, yes, but it's also vital that we share it with our children. I don't care how much you know about the Bible. I don't care how many verses you've got remembered, but you've got to share something. You've got to share the word. You've got to share the experiences in your life, and not just the good times. I'm not saying you've got to get into the nitty-gritty and the details, but you've got to share the struggles in your life. But your children can't just see you argue with one another and working through things. They need to see you work it through it to the end so they know that God moves, God is faithful, and God covers. You know, if you get in a disagreement with your spouse, okay, work it through it, but let your children see the process so that's creating a, a, a healthy relationship for them in the future that they can work through it. Guys, if you say something that's off kilter or, or you offend somebody, humble yourself, yes, even to your eight-year-old and say, honey, I was wrong and I am sorry. Our children need to see us humble ourselves. I'm not above my child. I teach my child. I mentor my child. But if I'm wrong, i got to admit it. i got to admit it. And she has to see that. She has to see the sincerity behind that. But we got to teach cheap people and our children Jesus Christ, his sacrifices. I, I, I long for the day that every time I hear uh, the kids, you know, they uproar during service. I love that because I want their testimony to always be, I never knew a day without Jesus. Never knew a day. I struggled, yes, but my rock was Jesus, and I always moved with, with him. Well, how do I remember these things, Pastor? Journalize it. Take notes. Of the miracles and the obstacles that you overcome with his power. Your testimony that you walked from so you can share with other people. There are things in your testimony that you can speak to people with where they're at that I never could. That I will never have a platform for. So just because you're not on the stage with a microphone doesn't make you any less significant. Doesn't mean you can't reach people with where you are and in your workplace. He's called us all to make disciples of men. Outside these walls, you are exactly where you need to be. Because God wants to use you. But you got to remember that prior condition, where you came from, so that you can speak to people and you, you can have a heart and compassion for people. Instead of saying, oh, that sin is, yeah, I was there three years ago, I don't want nothing to do with that. But instead you come to them and say, I've been there, but look what God has done in my life. You too, if you walk this out and if you, we lay our hands and we extend our hands say, I see where you're at, but I see the potential, but most importantly, God sees it, and if you just walk with him, he will let you, he will help you walk out of that. It's not just for one person, it's for all of us, but you got to have that compassion. See, and I love this because God in his marvelous ways always has a way to remind us. I look at Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 18, and it says, always remember that you were slaves in Egypt. And that the Lord your God redeemed you from your slavery. That is why I have given you this commandment. There it is again. He wants you to remember where you came from. He's not telling you to live there. He just wants you to remember. And that it was him that took you out of it. Not your own knowledge. Not your own intelligence. Not your own work. Not your own strength. It was his strength. His power. His glory. That got you to where you're at this morning. Remember. But we also have to remember what he is doing now. And you know how you do that? You're obedient. That's how you honor, and that's how you remember God's word in your life, is you're obedient. I look at verse 7, it says, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams, pools of water, fountains and springs that gush out of the valleys and hills, a land full of all kinds of goodness. But at the very end, it says, It is the land where food is plentiful and lacks nothing. Man, doesn't that sound good? Don't you want to have a life of la no lack, lack of nothing, having everything that you need? 
But some of you have been wandering in the desert way too long. Your time is up. He's telling you to walk out this morning. But you've got to take a step. You can't just keep doing circles and just wondering, like, why am I still here? Why am I still here? He's asking you to move, but you've got to move in obedience in the right direction. Movement by itself doesn't do anything, but it has to have purpose behind it, and it has to be led by the Lord. But your time is now. Cherish that stuff and remember it, but you've got to be obedient. But God will not reveal his plans for your life until you move into what he's asking you to do today. He's not going to lay it out. He's not going to go, there's your life. Have at it. No, he's going to give you step by step because he knew we would mess it up. Come on. If you gave you steps one through five, you'd already jump to, you know, step five. You're like, ah, that didn't work out. And then you're at step three. You're all over the place. Be obedient to God. You know, those guys that, you know, myself included, we don't, I don't need directions. And you got like 20 left, you know, over bolts and you got extra pieces. Like, ah, I guess I'm a better engineer than that. But we need to lean on him. We need to be obedient to what he's, what he's telling us. He's given us the manual, and that's the Bible. But I've heard so many people say this. Man, I'm, I'm called to you. I'm called to that person. I'm called to that ministry. I'm called to that church. Well, here's the question. We've been asking this all week. What does that mean to you? It's on, right? Okay. What, what, what does that mean to you this morning? What does that mean to be called to somebody? I'll tell you what it means to me. When somebody says, I'm called to that, I'm called to this, I want to have the same sacrifice that the soldier who believed and had a passion for something that he would lay his life for. I want to have that same passion as a campus pastor that I would get on my knees before the Lord and cry out to him and sacrifice everything. Man, if i got to cut pies, i got to cut pies. If i got to clean toilets, i got to clean toilets. I ain't above that. But I want to make sure that I'm giving everything, not just what I want to give. Because God is not really all that concerned with my comfort, but he is really concerned with my growth. He wants to see me grow. He wants to see me mature and develop. But you can't do that if you're walking out of obedience. But you got to start moving. Remember today, because I'm marking this today, and I'm going to prophesy even today, that some of you this morning are going to walk out of the desert in Jesus' name, and you are going to walk into something. You are going to walk into the streams. But here it is. got to listen, but then you got to move you got to move forward. You study, find a mentor, be a mentor. See, I I look at the commandment of Jesus. It's going to blow your mind. I know this. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 19. I told you I'm going to step on some toes this morning. Here we go. Jesus came and he told his disciples, I have, given, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to go over that again. So I looked in here, and it did not say, go find disciples and feed them. It said, go make disciples of men and all nations. So I'm mentoring, I'm pouring in. But if you're coming this morning, here we go. If you're coming to church every single Sunday for years and years on end to be fed, it's time that you grab the spoon and start feeding other people. It's time that you start pouring into. It's time that you start moving in the will and obedience of God and moving forward and doing what he's asking you to do. Not because we have a need, but because he's telling you and prompting you to do so. Man, it's getting quiet. Woo. And I look in the desert. Perfect example. Deuteronomy, they were wandering the desert. But did you catch this? It said God fed them manna. God fed them. But the moment they walked out of the desert into the promised land, they began to feed themselves. 
So there will be a point, there will be a shift in your life when you begin to walk out of the desert that you will feed yourself, that you will study yourself, that you will look at podcasts and whatever it is that you need to continually feed yourself. Because there will be a point where you grow and you develop where you need to be doing that for yourself. But I've seen so many, God has given me so much for the city of Caldwell and for this church specifically for Caldwell. And I'm on my knees, and I'm praying. It's like, God, I see, but how do we get there? And, and, and I, look at, I look at this very instance. Moses didn't get to see the promised land because his people were obe- disobedient. You know what that tells me as a pastor? No matter how many times I get on my knees and I pray, and I pray, reach our city. I'm going to look at every single one of you and say, you all have something to offer, and you all need to step up. I told you it was going to be a little challenging this morning. Whatever that looks like to you specifically, what this scripture is telling me is my wife, myself, Pastor Matt, Clayton, other leaders in the church, we can't do it without you. I I can read it again, but we can't. We need people that are obedient to the will of God and saying, God, I I don't know what it is. Man, if you're not a singer, you don't have to get up here and sing. Please don't, please don't. But, but if you love children or, or if you just want to just to help and to hold something, there is a place for you here. I don't care if we have thousands of people, and I pray that we do in this church. If, even if we have tens of thousands of people, there will always be a place for you, and you will never be forgotten, and you will never be cast aside, and you are always welcome to serve here at Christian Faith Center. And we've given you so many ways to do it. If you want to serve, if, some, if you're getting that unction this morning, man, I need to do this. God's speaking to me during this service. Go to the info desk. We've got connect cards. Find a leader, something. We've got growth track coming up in the June that will equip you and, and, and guide you and give you assessments to figure out where it is that you need to plug in. We've got small groups. We've got all kinds of things to plug in and to grow and to feed yourself. But see, Moses couldn't walk in the promised land because of the disobedience of the people. I look around this room and I see so much leadership, so much potential, and actually, honestly, obedient people. But we need to step it up and we need to move. I'm just, the unction of the Holy Spirit, can I have everybody just bow their heads real quick? If that's you and you need to walk out of that desert this morning, could you just raise your hand? I want you to walk into that field. Oh, hands going up everywhere. That stream, that whatever that looks like for you. Father, with every single person that has raised their hand and maybe raising their hand in their heart and they don't want to put it up, Lord, just speak to them right now. Encourage them. Let them know. Give them the direction they need. Give them the clarity that they need to walk where it is that you want them to walk, to be obedient, to take that first step, even if they don't understand it, even if they don't know how or why. God, but they would do it anyway and believe that you are faithful. And you will see them not just to it, but through it as well. In Jesus' name. Amen. But are you walking, and this is a question, are you walking into something that's worth sacrificing everything for? And I put it, obviously, Memorial Day, I want to put it in military terms for me, but the sacrifice that I was willing to give for this country, my life for this country, do I function, do I have that same mentality for Christ? Or, or serving, or as the campus pastor, or whatever that is in your life. Are you, are you so bought into something that God has spoken to you that you would give everything for? If you're not, it's time to find something. It's time to find that thing that you're going to pour everything you can, your energy, your time, your resources. And God will equip you. Don't worry about that. But what is God doing in your life right now? You need to start writing that down. Remember it. 
And are you sharing it with your family? Are you sharing it with your kids? Are you sharing the goodness of God so that they know that, yeah, life has struggles, but my God is faithful. My God's going to show up. Might not be on my time. The two biggest struggles in Christianity are obedience and God's timing. I stole that from my wife, by the way, but that's really good. (laughs) Obedience and timing. Man, if we can lock those two things down, imagine, imagine the difference in the revival we would see in each city. As people say, hey, I'm not called to preach, but I'm called to that. I'm not called to this, but I'm called to that. And it just swept across the city. How many lives would be changed for Christ? Just a thought. And finally, we must never, ever forget. Never forget. I look look at verse 19 through 20. Very clear on this. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. Ouch. Like the nations the Lord destroyed before you, so you will be destroyed for not being for not obeying the Lord your God. Forgetfulness leads to destruction. It's as simple as that. It says it right here. Don't be mad at me. It's right here. We have all heard this saying. We learn history. We study history so we don't repeat it. So why aren't we studying the word so we don't fall into the same patterns of Christianese or religion? We need to get in the word and see what God and Jesus himself is saying to us, is speaking to us, is speaking against the Pharisees. But what is he reminding us this morning? Not to forget. It's time to stop wandering in the desert. There's so much to do. There's so little time to do it. But it's going to require all of us. we got Harvest Festival coming up in October. It's going to be mind-blowing. I'm, I'm believing for 3,000 people. We had 1,200 last year. 3,000 people will come out to Harvest Festival. But guess what? It takes all of us to play a part in that. Even if it's for intercessory prayer or something, we all have something to offer. But see... God is being slowly removed from everything. Christians need to be reminded. Our children need to be reminded of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Our country is turning away from God, and we're seeing it slowly dissipate. If you don't believe me, just watch the news and watch California just implode. I'm from California. Just watching, it's heartbreaking, some of the stuff that they're trying to pass and the things that they're going on there. But they're removing God from the equation. But we've got to remind this generation of His promises, His word. See, forgetfulness turns into pride. I look at the the, the Garden of Eden with Adam. Yeah, it was a lapse of judgment, yes, but he forgot. And it wasn't like he forgot like a while. Like he literally just said, hey, don't eat. Don't eat from that. I mean, it's pretty simple instruction, but he forgot. And then what did it do? It led to destruction. What are you eating? I'm going to step on some toast this morning. What are you eating that you're not supposed to be dabbling? What are you dabbling in this morning or this week or this month that you shouldn't be dabbling in? You know that God spoke clearly over you. You need to re- re- release, be released from that. You need to walk away from that addiction. You need to remove yourself from that situation or those people. What are you dabbling in this morning that's just leading to destruction? Then for forgetfulness leads to disobedience. Turns right into disobedience. Because you get to that place where you just... Ah, Hurt, church, yeah, I'm good. I've been there. I tried being a pastor. Yeah, it didn't work out so well. I tried working with kids. It didn't work out. I tried working with that. It didn't work out. And then you get to this place where you feel like you're doing it on your own. I got that ministry. I, 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 look at that. That was successful because of me. When we get that pride and, and we allow that to creep into our minds, destruction comes. 
and we must never, ever forget. And, and I want to close with this poem that was written by a chaplain in the United States Army. I don't, I don't have a date. I don't have the chaplain's name, but it says this. It is the soldier, not the minister, who has given us freedom of religion. It is the soldier, not the reporter, who has given us freedom of the press. It is the soldier, not the poet, who has given us freedom of speech. It is the soldier, not the campus organizer, who has given us freedom to protest. It is the soldier, not the lawyer, who has given us the right to a fair trial. It is the soldier, not the politician, who has given us the right to vote. It is the soldier who salutes the flag, who serves beneath the flag, whose coffin is draped in the flag, who allows the protester to burn the flag. If you hear nothing that I say this morning other than this, we must never forget the sacrifices of men and women, but more importantly than that, we must never ever forget the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for each and every one of us. The soldier gave us freedom from tyranny, but Jesus gave us freedom eternally. Sin, death, it was all paid with the price, the blood of Jesus. He sacrificed his life not just for our sins, but for you personally, because he knows you by name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just appeal to you this morning, if that's you this morning, and maybe you've been wrestling with this, and it's like, God, I don't even know you. Well, this is your opportunity. Maybe you, you knew him, and maybe you walked away from him, and you just, you forgot you forgot what it was like to be in his presence. You forgot what it was like to be on your knees before him. But you want it so bad and you don't know how. Well, this morning is it. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to dedicate your life to Christ this morning. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just ask if you could just quietly raise your hand. I don't want anybody looking. I want this to be a personal thing. I see your hands. Anyone else? For more information about Christian Faith Center, please visit experiencecfc.com. Thank you for listening.